We're getting two thumbs up from Glenn311. First technical contribution he's ever made to the show. He went in the other room and clicked record. Oh, what a day. Next thing you know, I've taken this whole thing over. Next thing you know, he's going to be running the mixer. New format. He's going to be fading stuff in and out. All Twin Peaks girls <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Let's talk to Brittany. All right, so you're listening to Tell Me Where to Turn. I believe this is episode 80... 88. Oh, we're throwing up the X tonight. The June bug. That's right. Yes. So we're not going to win anything, obviously. No, but, but we're going to get lots of accolades, just yeah. not ever actually do anything to deserve them. Hopefully nobody does anything to our dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's not turning anywhere right now. Hopefully Ken Schrader's not shadowing him wherever he goes right now. Well, you can find me on Twitter. At Tommy2 underscore zero. You can find me at Glenn3 underscore 11. And you can find me at Point Break underscore Dave. So right off the top, I have... Where uh, will we find the show at? Oh. So you didn't want me to like get some good momentum into the show. You're just going to immediately interrupt yeah. me for, for something trivial? Anybody, anybody that's listening to this knows where they can find us. At Where to Turn Pod. <laughs> okay. Well, since I got involved in the technical side, I'm very <laughs> strict on the formatics. Is that the is that the term? I just formatics. made up a word. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of technical side, that's actually good. See, you helped us out here. So Dave's in Austin. Indeed. And uh, that does make it a little bit more challenging on the technical side for me because I am the uh, Richard Hendricks of this show. Requires to uh, bring an extra computer in here, get Skype set up, do a couple extra, run extra, couple extra cables so Dave can hear us, see us. That the audio all sounds good and clean. So we had a little bit of a false start this afternoon. We we'd agreed days ago we were going to record today. We had a time picked out, and then eh, late afternoon we get the text from Glenn that's like, "Hey man, things aren't going good on the home front. Wife and I are having some issues." Yeah. Issues. May- Primarily with children excreting bile all over the place. <laughs> well, that too. That's a problem. So, may not be able to do it. We trade some messages back and forth. Well, then it's kind of determined late in the late in the evening. I said, well, we're going to start a little late. We're going to start about 9. And I said, that's fine. And then I, I think the next message I wrote back was to Dave. And I said, hey, Dave, how about like about 8.30? Just give me a few minutes so we can check out, um, make sure the... Uh, Make sure the technology's working. And he said, fine. So then here we are. It's 9.02. Have not heard from Dave. Text him and be like, hey, Glenn is here. And he's like, hey, I need just a minute. So we know your wife's not there. We know you're in Austin by yourself. What could possibly have taken you off the grid to the point where we thought we were about to have to just start the show without you? Well, let me... We're going to hear all this eating. Yeah, what are you doing? Why is it ice eating season in Austin right now? I'm not eating ice. We keep hearing a sound. Oh, you know what, though? That's on the audio only we can hear. Oh, okay. Yeah, so let's just ignore it. It's yeah. the headphone good. mic that's, I don't know what it's hitting, I guess, my shirt. Um, I, hope it's, I hope that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> or is this about to be a real good story? No, you guys... First, I'm going to call a little bit of a... I'm going to throw a flag a little bit on your telling of it. Basically, it was touch and go on if it was going to happen because Glenn was dealing with kid issues. And then 
I'm texting to get confirmation like, hey, is this really going to happen? 8.45. Because about when I was getting off work and driving mm-hmm. back to the house, it looked like it wasn't going to happen. So Dave made a little detour because Dave found from his Austin company house less than tenth of a mile from it, there is a poker room. <laughs> so Dave made a little detour to the poker room. I finally get confirmation about eight thirty, eight forty that we're we're doing this for real. And that was about the exact same time where won a fairly sizable pot. And as you know, you can't just immediately rack your chips and head for the door right after that. So Especially if you're like, guys, I gotta go do a podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So about this hand actually. Had to uh had to play a couple little hands, let the blinds go around, play a rotation, and then uh make my exit to get over here. And will you go back over there after this is over tonight? It's possible. I went I went Monday and I went today. So I've been <laughs> been two of the three days I've been in Austin. When do you come do you come back Friday? Yeah. So you'll go at least one more time before you come back. I would think so. All right. So does that all fall under things that white people like? Podcasts and poker rooms? Man, the uh poker room quite diverse. Yeah, and in fact, you know the poker tournament we play in? Glenn? Is this, it a, is this it is a the, United this is, this Nations? Is our, this is our winner that's going to play in Vegas this year. I thought they shot Wallace. <laughs> He's going. That's the guy that that's won your it guy? all. Yeah, that's our man right there. It's in July? It's next month? Yeah, actually, yeah. he'll be playing in next July, though. We're, we oh, run a year okay. behind. But yeah, that guy will be playing the main event. Stringer Bell. <laughs> that's so offensive. What? String was String was a great character. No, no, no. Guy. Just the the fact that we just immediately jumped to that. At least I've watched the whole show. I well, I I gotta get back into that. I guess yeah, you do. So, are we ready for the uh, weekly show health update? From uh, you're taking this, the lead. This was gonna be about okay. me. Okay. I I did something this week that I've never done before in all my years of walking this earth. You can I guess? Please. You donated blood. Um, still haven't ever done that. Oh, man, what an evil, <laughs> evil still, individual. Still batting a thousand. No, actually, this is a, a health malady that afflicted me this week that I've never had before. I very generically injured my back. I've never experienced... You threw your back out? As it were. I've never experienced back pain before but i i have a new respect for anybody that deals with that chronically it it throws you pretty much completely out of whack and uh how did this happen how, let me tell you how this happened played softball monday night have you ever done this have you ever participated in a 12 inning softball game Is it championship round or no it's just a just a generic weekly Fifty minute two to one. Fifty minute time limit. We we took it to extras two two. Wow. And I'd like to say that sparkling defense was played because it was from in spots. 
but offensive futility was more of a factor than anything in this. Yeah. And to make matters worse, of course, it's Hot Monday. And this was the second game of a doubleheader. So game one started about seven. Game two started about eight. Uh, the 12-inning affair. Mm-hmm. So it's a, lot, it's a lot of softball to play. So you got the <clears throat> regula- <clears throat> regulated six innings within 50 minutes, right? Yeah, actually, yeah. So we played the maximum. I think it's seven. But we it, played the full seven innings with four minutes left in the clock tied, and then we went to the eighth. And then it goes, you did four innings of one pitch. Of single pitch, yeah. Wow. And I don't know oh, if you remember right. that in in uh, extras. It's single pitch. And not only that, it wasn't like, okay, in the eighth inning we scored two and they scored two. We went no score 2-2 two, two, to the 12th inning. And then we scored five. They scored two. We ended up winning five to four. But I want to tell you how I hurt my back, but first I need to tell you about a crazy play because I, I, I want your baseball knowledge to tell me if the umps made the correct call. Because we're still on the team email thread, which neither of you are a part of anymore since you've abandoned the team. Uh, when when you stop asking me to play, that I don't know if that's me abandoning. But the, um, the, group, the group team email thread is about sided 50-50 on whether the umps made the right call. But let me tell you what happened. We're in the eighth inning. Uh, I'm playing in the position of right center field, and they have loaded the bases with one out. So, and they're the home team. So, are you asking yourself now? They've loaded the bases with one out in softball. They need one run to win the game. How did we end up playing 12 innings? Well, let me tell you. We pull the outfield way in because at this point, you cannot allow the guy in third base to score. I'm playing right center field. The, uh, Batter hits a shallow pop-up that no doubt if I hadn't have been playing where I was playing would have easily fallen for a hit. I grab the ball. So, I mean, I, you know, I kind of – I have a minute to set up. It's not a hard-hit ball. It's kind of looped. I take it. I fire the ball home immediately from the runner tag into third. The throw's late. He beats, he beats the throw home. The whole team is screaming, like, even to the point of as I'm catching the ball, like, and I don't – it doesn't register with me because I'm laser focused on getting the ball home because that's how we're winning the game. And they're all screaming, two, 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 two. Well, what had happened is the guy in second base took off at the hit and never tagged up. So it is a force at second. You don't have to tag the runner because it's a tag up force. So the ball goes home. The guy, guy slides home safe on the tag up. Catcher, you know, heads up play, fires it back down to second. Umpire calls him out at second. Run doesn't count because it's a force. I think it's right. Allow me to read to you from the Major League Baseball rule book. But, but you're not playing MLB rules in D-League <laughs> softball. Don't tell the umpires that. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I feel like that's not a play where... The, the umpires g- think they're out there uh, umping the World Series. Yeah. Here's the question. 16 bucks a game. They're a home team. If that. Right? Correct. It's extra innings. If you're not on third base, don't you just stand on the base? Oh yeah, this was you I never mean, leave. We're burying the lead here. Is the, yeah, this is a colossal boner play by them? Because yeah, you're exactly right. When this play happens, the only thing that matters is getting that run in from third. So you stand on the base and you watch it like you bought a ticket to the game. Oh yep. yeah, I mean if that's me on second, I'd pull the same move a former teammate once did and pull out his phone while he's at second <laughs> start scrolling through start it. checking his credit score yeah so this is from our our coach uh 
into the group email thread. I believe our win last night shouldn't have been a victory. When their runner didn't tag up at second base, we recorded the third out. The run home actually should have counted. A runner crossing home does a runner crossing home does not count if one of these exceptions happens. Uh, a third out by a batter runner before reaching first, so that didn't happen. Uh, a third out preceded by a runner failing to touch a base, that didn't happen. Or a third out by a runner on a force play. <clears throat> so that's what the ump's called, right? Because they said it's a force play. So the third exception is what we all assumed happened, but a force play by definition is a situation where a base runner is compelled force to vacate his base. So it has nothing to do with whether the runner has to be tagged, but rather whether the runner must leave the base or not, which he He didn't didn't in our situation. So it's not a force play as long as the runner crossed home before the out at second base was made. Because he obviously wasn't forced to go to the next base. So that is the interpretation of our coach uh, of the rule. Uh, and then there was a lot of back and forth and then referencing the many other situations where we felt like the umps did screw us. So at the end, we just decided, you know what? We're going to take the victory. We're going to count it as a W. It's a pretty good story. Yeah. But let me tell you how I hurt my back. Yeah, let's get back to that. Yeah. So I made I made two uh, diving catches in this game, and one of them was spectacular, if I do say so myself. Okay. Um, I... Made a couple of hard runs where I where I took an extra base from first to third. I, I all in all had a really really hustle game. This is how I hurt my back. Our catcher was throwing the ball back to the pitcher and he threw it over his head, and it kind of rolled behind second base. And I jogged up and when I bent over to pick up the ball, like as soon as I bent over to pick up the ball, I just felt pain just shoot yeah. straight up my back. Have you ever had back spasms before? Never. I've had. I've never had. The only thing I've ever had is like a calf cramp. Like that's the worst muscle injury I think I've ever had. I mean, I think back spasms they can be. There's a severity level there, right? But I had those one time, and it's like your whole back is going into like a cramp that you have in your leg. Yeah, and like you, you're like almost convulsing. At least I was. Like my back was. Interesting. And it, it doesn't. It doesn't feel good at yeah. all. No, so so this happened probably midway through the night. And as soon as I did it, like it was painful, but I but I was, you know, I was sweating, I was warm, I'm moving, and I just kept kept playing. But I knew I just for some reason in my head I knew like I don't want to sit down. Cause I feel like if I sit down, like it's gonna be really, really bad. So I just every inning when they were um, or when we were hitting, I would just run down and coach third base and I just kept moving. I I stayed on my feet the whole time. So I drove home and I uh, took some Advil and uh, went to bed. And I woke up about two o'clock in the morning and could not move. Like it was, and it was just excruciating pain. So I kind of rolled my way out of bed, took some more Advil because we don't have any uh, like serious painkillers on hand. You want some? Yeah, I've already taken all of those uh, <laughs> recreationally. No, I, I have. A, we don't have any. We don't really have any kind of like. We don't have any muscle relaxers. Like we don't have any like legitimate you know, drugs that you use to treat it. And then I woke up the next morning and I was like, well, I ain't going to work. Uh, I can't even, can't even bend over. So I ended up using one of my telecommute days. Um, Is that vital to do your work? Just, just the, I mean, it's, it's so insane. And I'm sure like people that are listening that have dealt with real back pain know, but I mean like any movement at all, like a turn left or right, a bend forward, like it just, it wasn't happening. It was, it was just so, tight the so, it was just awful 
Did you end up at the chiropractor? No. You know what I did? I did the real CD thing, and then I, I thought after I did it, I was like, this this is probably like the do- every doctor in the world has heard this so many times. But I emailed, or not emailed, but I sent through you know the patient portal. I sent a message yeah. just to my doctor. I was like, hey, man, uh, really hurt my back last night. Uh, I'm in a lot of pain. You have anything that you could give me to deal with the pain, which is like the most obvious drug-seeking behavior ever? <laughs> he didn't even write back. <laughs> like I never even got a response from him. Yeah. So uh, no, I just kind of managed it. I've uh, got some lidocaine patches because Shaq said those work pretty good. Okay. He- heating pad, a uh, lot of Advil, a little icy hot in between the lidocaine patches, and kind of nursed it all day yesterday, and then it felt a little better today, and then. Um, I actually went to the gym today just to stretch because they've got one of those uh, stretch tables. And I've, I kind of messed around on one of the yoga balls and hung from hung from the... Upside down? No, I didn't hang upside Uh-oh. down. I hung, like, hung from my arms. So I felt like if I could just really stretch out, like that would feel better. And by the end of the day, like it really... I mean, it, it's kind of a dull pain now, but I feel pretty much back to normal. But it was it was a rough, you know, 36 hours or so like where I was thinking, man, this this is not good. Like if it had persisted into today, I would have yeah. probably had to just like go into the urgent care or something to see what they could do. But it seems to have passed. I just really hope someone just had eyes on you the whole time as you're just going to various <laughs> apparatuses in the gym and just hanging from them. They saw the most half-assed workout this morning. They're like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> this guy just hung from the bar. Yeah. Then he looked at his phone for a minute and a half, and then he just kind of laid over the yoga ball. Right. Then he then he got one of those mats out and stuck his legs straight up in the air and pulling his knees into his chest. But yeah, I mean, I stayed there for forty five minutes this morning, tried everything I could think of to to get it to stretch out. But you never had never had a a big back injury like that. Nothing real significant. I think sometimes just kind of sleep wrong. Yeah, and it hurts. I think I had one episode of back spasms. That may have been when I was like in college, and it was probably from, I don't know what caused it, but it's the only time that I've ever had that. Otherwise, no. And I don't, I feared it a couple times, going to the gym and lifting something, and then you kind of feel something, that almost like it slips. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. I'm going to have to have fusion surgery now. But nothing, knock on wood, nothing major. That's what's so frustrating about it is, I mean, I've had several deadlift mishaps where you know you're doing too much weight all of a sudden you just completely arch your back because you just totally blew it and you know you'll hurt for a second and yeah and then and then i end up like really injuring myself just bending over to pick up a ball off the ground like how does that happen it's old age i guess exactly what it is dave have you ever have you ever had a back injury no no the only thing the worst thing along those lines i had it was i either severely pulled or maybe minorly tore my hamstring a few years ago, which I think you remember that. Oh yeah. I remember, I remember the pictures. Yeah. Which that took a while to come back from, but no, my back, I fear the back injury, but I've never ever actually dealt with it. They've got kicked in the back one time and the primary care doctor said, I'm sorry. There's a good chance we're going to have to take the back. (laughs) We're gonna have to take your spine. Put the on the waist. <laughs> and uh, hypothetically, <laughs> would you have him turn it around the other way? <laughs> Just so you know, we're gonna remove 
all the ribs. <laughs> Not just one. But yeah, I think I think back pain and tooth pain are the two things that we take for granted yeah. when it's working right that can throw you so out of whack that you just totally overlook in your day-to-day life. And then when something goes haywire in either one of those areas, man, it, it throws you so far off the rails. Well, I'll assure you that abdominal pain is probably third on that list. <laughs> yes. Iliitis pain. Oh, yes. I but had a... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, please. If you're going to contribute to the show, let me not stand in thy way. <laughs> wow, that's a shot. That's the King James version of the show. I was going to say, and I was actually going to do it during the podcast just to crap you, crack you guys up, but uh, there's a time sensitivity to this. I had to do the uh, like at-home cheek swab like you're being <laughs> looked at in some kind of investigation the other day. Some type of paternity situation? No. Dave, being the humanitarian that I am, I am now on the bone marrow donor registry. Well. Yeah. Check it out. Is there a financial incentive to that? That was also my question. No. It's just a... Got a... Saw saw a video that got the old heartstrings the other day about a guy who uh, had a... I think it was like a rare form of leukemia where basically they have to do a version of chemo that's meant to not only kill the cancer but kill like your entire blood system and then they have to get a bone marrow donor and essentially like revamp your whole system with theirs and uh yeah it got me a little bit be the match uh I think it's beat the mat be the match.com or something. Yeah. <laughs> beat the match.com is a totally different website. No, I, I see how he got to this. It was very wrestling oriented. <laughs> just everything with a combination of match. <laughs> it was like wrestling dating sites. And he was like, Oh hey, yeah. Can save a leukemia person. He was on ballermatch.com <laughs> and then ended up on be the match.com. Saw your profile on there, Tommy. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. I returned to work today triumphantly. Man, what a... After my bout with the back spasm to find uh, find that we've introduced a new performance evaluation system. And I immediately thought of you two guys when I realized that idiocracy has completely overtaken performance oh no. evaluations. So, Dave, you probably haven't been with your new job long enough. Do you even know if you guys do those? Yeah, they they do them on your every anniversary, but I haven't. I've been in there. Glenn, in Glenn, in highly corporate America, you guys clearly do those. We have them at like mid-year, and then the official one is after the yeah. conclusion of the year. We're in mid-years right now. But it's for somebody in the management position. It's lots of documentation, I'm assuming. Yeah. And you have to follow a formula. Do you rate your employees on a scale? Um. It's not as particular as it used to be. Okay. It's a little more flexible and fluid now. They're they're trying to get away from like a numerical type sure. score. Sure. It's cool. more of a 
Glenn Ra- above and beyond or meets or does not meet type of scale. What did you say? I was gonna say Glenn rates him with emojis. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny you should say that. Just rate everyone with a sixty-nine. <laughs> it's all funny. eggplant emojis. <laughs> Funny you should say that, Point Break Dave. Oh, no, you're not serious. So let me tell you the, uh, the evolution real quickly. So when I first started working for this company, we did a numerical rating. And you were, you were basically a one to five, five being good, one being bad. And they rated you in a lot of different categories. A couple of years later, they scrapped that and they went to a three-prong rating system that was not numerical. And, and all of the prongs were more positive than they needed to be, like Back in the day, one was, you know, substandard performance, whatever. Well, then they changed it to where the median score was significant and the uh, the best score was top. And then if you were the lowest you could get on the scale, you were just developing. There was no more substandard, unsatisfactory. So we did that. We did that for a little while. Now, originally, they had you do that for every single facet of your job. So they would pull your job description and they would rate you with, with one of those three items. Then last year they went to where they, you just did it as a blanket uh, for your whole job performance, and they stopped tying that rating to your compensation, which is a, was a big change. So before, if you got the highest rating, you got a bigger raise. Right. Now everybody gets the same raise whether you do the worst job or the best job. I think seems- it's been shown that doesn't work. Yeah. So welcome to today. Unless you're trying to fend off Hitler, and it, and it works. <laughs> where they now have let us know that They've gotten a lot of feedback from the millennial employees that that rating system was not encouraging them to do their best work. So instead, they've changed the performance system again. We do not have ratings anymore at all. In fact, they've turned the tables now, and the employee gets to self-rate. And they don't actually rate themselves in the job performance. They have to answer two questions. And this is, this is our performance review system now. This is not a joke. One is, how has work been? <laughs> And here are your choices. You have to pick from a drop-down list. And I'm reading this verbatim, and this is not a joke. Amazing, awesome, bad, basic, just okay, busy but all good, chaotic, crazy busy hair on fire. It literally says crazy busy hair on fire. Then the next one says, I am blah, B-L-A-H. This is your performance review. Right. I am good. I am not good. And then the next one says, on fleek. Seriously. Seriously. Totes cash is not on there. Salty is the next one. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a and then different kind of performance. round out the list with so-so and worn out. That's question one. Question two is, how are you feeling? And it is a series of emojis that you pick from. It's like going to the doctor. Yes. When your back hurts. And they and they and it's so confusing because they have one where it's the straight line across lip emoji with the right eye open, and then they have one that's a straight eye straight line across with the left eye open. Like what are the difference between those two? Well you're picking the right one for sure. Well, I'm waiting for the one where they're both kinda <laughs> I mean you know. Your your entire company organization just needs to go away like entirely <laughs> the whole company just needs to be gone from the face of the earth forever yeah, yeah. so what they've d- essentially done is they've replaced you know the annual performance review which as a you know someone in management was 
hours and hours of poring over somebody's goals, writing out really thoughtful critiques of their work, areas to develop, uh, action plan for next year, and they replace it with two questions, one of which is simply an emoji. It's basically just sup. Yeah, and on fleek. So I can't imagine that... I mean, if I'm the employee that I... You're not going to take this seriously. You're not going to care. No. It's just, are you paying me? Are you paying me more? Do I still work here? Yeah. I, this is not feedback. No. Wow. Also, but it's kind of awesome. Because let's say you're the employee who's like, I'll just hang around and work just hard enough not to get fired. This is perfect. Because <laughs> you can constantly just be answering where you're... Yeah. I'm you on know. fleek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on fleek, and then I'm kind of blah. Yeah, kind of blah. It's all good. Yeah. Tommy, I mean, can you change what the uh, drop-down options are? No, and believe me, there's been much debate about this. But you no, need it is, to. It is fixed into the system. You need to get in there, and uh, how are you feeling? One option needs to be glorious. And if you pick it, the Bobby Roode theme just starts playing. <laughs> Your computer just gets taken over with the... So they uh, they found a dead guy in the in a freezer at the Atlanta Braves ballpark. Did you hear that? So he was not all good. You think? I, I'm assuming he just got trapped in there. You think that'd be a good way to go? Do you not know who this guy is? What? You don't know who the guy is? He was just like a contractor. No, 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 no. He was an inventor. You didn't hear this? I thought it would. No. Okay, Dave, you're going to love this. This guy. Did he invent the freezer a, door lock? <laughs> <laughs> he invented an impenetrable freezer door lock. <laughs> he invented a beer tap that can dispense beer without extra foam. And they did a study, and it shows that a, you can fill a whatever 16 ounce beer cup five seconds faster than a normal beer tap. He had already installed the taps at the um, White Sox Stadium, which used to be what? Progressive Field? I don't know what it's called now. Uh, I can't remember. It's called We're Only Going to Win 40 Games Park. (laughs) But he had done that and then at another stadium, and he was was at the Braves' new stadium installing these high-speed beer taps and got locked in a freezer and froze to death. That's terrible that is terrible but yeah what an amazing invention so here's my question right okay will they play taps at his funeral and will they play it like twice as fast as they normally play it five seconds faster yes it's the only reason we're doing this yeah they've waiting all day to pull that one out of you guys you guys never did any type of restaurant work did you no, no. i was very specific to to avoid any any of that or fast food. Yeah, I I enjoy food too much to be forever tainted right. by seeing what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, I did. I worked. I waited tables at a Chili's, and there was a huge walk-in freezer, and there was definitely like you could have got locked in there. Like it was possible, and man. Little concerning. Anytime you go in there and you kind of push on the door and it doesn't immediately open. Oh no! So why would you be going in there? Oh, you know, occasionally you had to get stuff. Like the people cooking are behind the, you know, they're kind of encased. 
So sometimes there's something that they need like you by to a run wall? Into, essentially. <laughs> like <in> carbonite? <laughs> like somebody built a wall to keep them in a certain place? <laughs> I'll say this. Most of the, the cooks we had there had all been inside a building that had lots of walls and razor wire <laughs> on the top of them. And bars. And bars. <laughs> and a warden. <laughs> they used cigarettes as currency. Yes. Somebody told me today that ramen noodles have taken over at the top of the chain, currency-wise, in the place of cigarettes in prison. Oh, because people are being more healthy. They're like more worried about sodium than tobacco these days. Or, I guess so. Or nicotine, whatever. This was a source of guy who works in my office, so don't completely quote it as fact. Yeah. I don't know. But it, in case one of you guys gets sent away soon... Look ramen before you look cigarettes. So, Dave, did they have any kind of an alarm in there that you could trigger if you got locked? Because I feel like in this day and age of hypersensitivity to safety, this is not a hard... I mean, they even have alarms in elevators. Like, how do they not have a I'm stuck in the freezer alarm? This was, you know, over 12 years ago, but I feel like there wasn't. Maybe there was. I don't... This happens... Went in there a few times. This happens more than you think. If you looked into it, I mean, it's happened locally within the last couple of years. It's just some random establishment where somebody was, they were closing. Yeah. They are going in there to put something up. Maybe they put something in front of the door and it just kind of slid by. And then they're doing the panic. No, 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 no. <laughs> and that's got to be the worst, one of the worst ways, doesn't it? Especially if you say you had your cell phone, but it wouldn't get any reception. Okay, there. there's no way it's getting a signal in there. I mean, there's nothing you can do. No, you're you're you you have to figure out a way to stay alive till the next person comes in there. If that's make yourself a meat suit to keep warm, what could you do? Run laps. Yeah, I mean, you could do some cardio. Unless there's an an oxygen situation in there, I don't know because it's sealed real well. You could think you're helping yourself and then run yourself out of air. We need Gustav for this. Do yeah. could you just shoot your way out of there? <laughs> just fire enough bullets to warm the place up. Probably not. That's interesting. So rest in peace, inventor tap guy. Yeah, the five second beer tap guy. And I think the only other thing, and Dave hasn't seen this yet, but we watched the Spirit Airlines video oh about the lady freaking out on the plane. Yes. Cussing at everybody and telling everybody she's, one, get out of my way because both of my brothers are marine snipers. Okay. And also that she'd been to hell like four times and survived. And she was on Spirit? So she'd flown <laughs> Spirit four other times. <laughs> but we, uh, the wife and I were talking about this yesterday, just the hypothetical of, so you're on that plane, and you have your kids with you, and she's freaking out, and say that she's within you know like a five-row radius going back and forth of where you're at, and let's also say your kids are starting. We all have small kids. So you know if they're like teenagers, they may just start laughing. But if they're little, they're going to get upset and start crying. Like, sure. What are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, I think you got to keep her away from your kids, but I also don't think you can just, you know... Give her the Superman punch. <laughs> well, it wouldn't work anyway. <laughs> and the crowd would be very like, eh. she'd, she'd kick out on two for sure. <laughs> but 
so we, Dave, what are your initial thoughts? I know you haven't seen the video, but just thinking of the situation. Man, the thing about it is, especially on airplanes, like the last thing I want to do is anything uh, out of the ordinary that, you know, because you get sued, you get some yeah. kind of reprimand or legal trouble from acting in any way. I think so, you, you sit there and you tell your kids like, Hey, that's what a crazy person looks like. <laughs> so I think my first inclination would definitely be to let the people with spirit do their jobs, at least give them the chance. But I mean, if she's like right there and kids are getting upset, I feel like you're going to have to at, least, at the very least say something. And there were in the video, there was like two guys that stood up and kind of tried to calm her down. They didn't, they didn't touch her grab her you know try to restrain her physically or anything like that she was not having it but then at the discussion at the house let's say it was upsetting my kids and we had gone to the point of ma'am you need to calm down you're upsetting you know blah 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 blah." and then she talks back i'm pretty sure my wife would have had her in the figure four in about (laughs) two seconds flat but it's more acceptable if it's woman on woman, right? That's what I told her. Because we were having this discussion of like how far would, you know, and say you said something that she really got, you know, in your face afterwards. And I, that's what I was saying was I, somebody's filming it. And if I just knock her out, I'm standing over like Ali in that p- <laughs> picture. Like, that's not good. Would you go to the top of the seat and deliver the coup de gras <laughs> at that point? <laughs> <laughs> That is, and would that video be the most viral video ever? That would be, that would be celebrated if I knocked her down and I climbed up on the seat. And there's got to be somebody being like, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. But she, yeah, she was like, no, especially if she said something and the kids were involved in the back and forth. She's like, yeah, that, that lady's going down. Well, you just tell Mrs. Glenn, like, you're going to have to take her down. My only job is once you get her in the figure four, I'll raise the hand <laughs> three times. <laughs> Just make sure she's going to tap. Uh, okay. Um, I did read, though, before we jump off that, that okay. two other guys also got kicked off that flight in an unrelated incident. So what's going on in that flight? Have you ever flown Spirit? I had a great experience. Actually, I had a pretty good I had, too. I, I could not have had a better experience. Dave? No, but uh, as you may have known, my previous job was in the uh, travel oh, yeah. industry. Oh, that's right. You used to drive for Uber. <laughs> but, yeah, buddy. Spirit, like, every year when, like, the airline report comes out they're always ranked lowest in basically everything <laughs> like customer yeah. service and people complaining that don't know the rules if you know the rules and you follow the rules it works and is it that hard it's not that rules. hard to follow the rules i've only flown on there once it was fine but i think people are also caught off guard because like you quote a price for a flight and you're like man this is great deal and then you go to book it, and they're like, oh, you'd like a seat. Well, that'll be $15. <laughs> yeah. Did you know they charge you to print your boarding pass? It, yes. Literally. Like, you want to you want a pilot for this flight? Well, that's another 45 because we're going to have to have a pilot. 
And it ends up being not really yeah. that much more Heaven forbid you have to go number two in the air. <laughs> or number three. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I'll I mean, be probably is. going number three a lot by this time tomorrow. I'm not, I feel good for you, man. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna kick out on this. Are one you doing more. it? You're doing the cleanse. We're doing it. Oh. oh, you are doing it. We're doing the prep and the scope. So you're going in for the scope, I, I guess, on Friday. Then. Yeah. So by the time people hear this, I will be getting scoped. Okay. So have you already obtained the prep materials? I have it at, at the house. I'm in, gonna. In, in which one is it? Haven't opened it up yet. But it was the prescription one. Oh, yeah. Okay, because there's one that's kind of half, half... It's not like the castor oil and, no, and a, some have, raw eggs. They basically eggs. have you buy like just Miralax and mix it with Gatorade, and that just sounds kind of lame. No, like, this you is got the real, real deal. You probably got the same thing I did. Though. Yeah. And is it is it like you have a certain time window you have to hit drink? A yep. Certain, yeah, okay, yeah, the same stuff. Same thing. So you're going to start tomorrow morning clear liquids, and then you start prepping tomorrow night? Yes, I can eat up to a certain point, like kind of late tomorrow morning. Oh, okay. So they're they're going easier. I didn't get to do any of that. So. I have specific instructions that were written down. Oh, I can't wait. Will you will you promise to just tweet from your account when you start the prep, so oh. we could start we could start asking. As questions? long as things just don't go so haywire that I can't even function a phone. Oh no no, I'm you'll gonna be fine. Live tweet you'll it. be you'll be good. What's and the if I, uh, time? Cut go ahead. Off? Go ahead. The what? The time cut off on when you can eat and is Taco Casa breakfast in play? <laughs> no. Come no, on. I think I've I think I've got to uh certainly before noon I gotta be done because yeah. then it's straight water after that. I would just advise you, whatever you eat tomorrow, just go easy on that. Just something nice and easy. I've light. got a plan. Yeah. yeah. Don't go get like a, a scrambler or something like that. No, after it's done, I'm going straight for like a triple meat water burger. Yeah, no, that no, that's all good, man. Yeah. That's that's what you should do. But beforehand, because remember, everything that you put in that morning, you're going to see in <laughs> vivid detail later that night. That's awesome. Yeah, because it's all coming back through. All right. Uh, I think the last thing we talked about last week, I don't even know if we talked about it during the course of uh, recording, was our... Uh, WWE current Mount Rushmore's. Ah, uh, yes. You want to do that just to close it out? I think that's a good. Have y'all have y'all thought about this? I, or? No, I'm. I have. I have thought about it in great detail. Dave, you want to go first? Man, are you ready? I was. I was going global at first, but I well, can. Hey, do no. I want to hear the global. You've you've put so much work into it. Let's hear that, and then we'll we'll global do meaning like all time. Yeah, yeah, like all we'll time. Do that first, and then yeah, we'll come back to you at the end for the other one. Treat us to that, one. and okay. then we'll we'll come back to the. To the modern day. And let me tell you, this is ind- indefutable. Like, you cannot argue with this Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I bet I can. Indefutable? That's probably the Irrefutable. wrong word. Irrefutable. I don't even think there that's you a go. word. Thank you. Okay, right. What was the word again? Because this is going to be the title of the episode. Indefutable. <laughs> indefutable. How would you spell that? I-N-D-E-F. U-T-A-B-L-E. Yeah, indefutable. Indefutable. Ding. All right, let's let's hear this let's hear this list of four superstars. Okay. I'll go ahead and tell you did not make the list, but honorable mentions. Cause there was two that you guys brought up before we started recording. The Rock does not make Mount Rushmore, and neither does Ric Flair. Oh my. Okay. So 
This is the, clearly the cheap knockoff Mount Rushmore that they just like carved out of some dirt and mud. <laughs> this is on the side of a landfill somewhere. This is the the one and only Hulk Hogan. No debate on that. Steve Austin. No debate on that. Junkyard Dog. <laughs> Vince McMahon. Okay. All right. Triple H. You can't argue. I don't see it. how you could put Triple H on there ahead of The Rock or Flair, and I love Triple H. We're we're talking about contributions to the business. Amazing in-ring career. Now running the WWE. NXT was his idea. He was part of DX. He created DX. Like. He overcame some terrible gimmicks, and he married Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> All right, modern day. Glenn. The modern day active Mount Rushmore of wrestling. You're going to me? Going to you. Okay, I had to actually pull up roster okay. to start off That's with. Fine. Current roster. Current roster. Mount Rushmore. Roster's reloading. No. Um... I think the first one is extremely obvious, considering prior conversations. Sure. It's definitely Elias. Yes. Um, second is noted miniature twin of mine, Daniel Bryan. Very well. Third, a guy that I laughed at initially, but now I'm a big fan of, Jeff Hardy. What? <laughs> Twist of fate, wow. if you will. Okay. And then, um, the little curveball at you, Peyton Royce of the Riot Squad. <laughs> I'm just glad of one person you left off. And that that makes the whole list worth it. <laughs> Dave. Okay, so. He's just going to say not Finn Balor no, four times. Cl- clearly Elias. Okay. AJ Styles. Okay. I don't know if he would show up on the current roster, but I have to go Chris Jericho. He's still wrestling. Well, he's still wrestling. Yeah. yeah. And I'd probably have to put I'd probably have to put Daniel Bryant fourth. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. So mine is easy because almost everyone on there has been mentioned before. Elias, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, and Ben <laughs> <laughs> Balor. Yes. And I will double down on this statement as Many things have been correctly predicted on this show, such as the Houston flood. <laughs> Within the next 365 days, he will hold the World Heavyweight or Universal Championship. Then the Mark next year. it down. By this time next year, Finn Balor will be a world champion. Mark it down. Will his reign last longer than one day like it did last time? Yes. His, his reign will last longer than one day. So we talked a little bit earlier... Off mic, 
that we, I hadn't really watched much of Raw. Yeah, I've only watched the first hour. Okay, so you haven't seen towards the end. Because I thought about it, I actually saw the the end of it this oh, week. Okay, see, I don't know. so. But not the beginning. Tread lightly. So I have, I'm going to have, Dave, have you watched it at all? No, I, I've been here. Okay, so I have more Braun Strowman questions. Okay. One, I think Dave's going to be annoyed because he already's out on his in-ring performance. Again, very, very odd stance. Which I kind of agree with that, but I'm super confused about where they're going outside of the ring. But uh, you guys need to see it first. Okay, well, I, I saw the lead-up to what happened. So, like, I know who he's teaming with. Does it involve okay. Alexa and Bliss? It does not involve Alexa Bliss. Okay. <laughs> No, there was a really the the show opens with That's a, a really, different kind of raw. <laughs> the show opens with a really strange promo where he he walks in, busts in on Kurt Angle and the constable of Raw and uh, Baron Corbin and says that he want he felt bad because he's been so mean to Kevin Owens, so he just wanted to team with him. But that's all I know, so I don't know what happens. Yeah, after so you that. need to see how that plays out. Yeah, and they will have a question and answer session the next episode or just in general in life tommy if yeah finn balor wins the you know universal title does he have the upper body strength to lift the belt or you kidding me with this guy guy's so ripped i think if he does win the title then dave has to he has to get the finn balor haircut grow the finn balor beard and he's got to do Halloween. And wear the leather jacket. <laughs> wear the, leather jacket. <laughs> the leather vest jacket. In the Speedo. <laughs> you just, like your idea, of, you just have some ropes you carry around and go to each house <laughs> and just lean back on them and trick or treat everybody. 